What up, y'all? Welcome to the Empowering Real Talk podcast. It's your girl, Keisha, of Upgraded Mindsets, and I created this platform to bring awareness, resource, and solution to negative and hindering behaviors plaguing our individual selves and our communities. Some of these topics can be uncomfortable, but in order for us to grow individually and as a whole, these conversations are necessary. Follow your girl on all streaming platforms. Make sure you subscribe to the Empowering Real Talk YouTube channel and let's get started. Welcome back to the Empowering Real Talk podcast. It's, it's podcast, y'all. I'm already <laughs> starting on a bad trip. Already. Goodness. Welcome to the podcast. It is your girl, Keisha, aka Coach K Woods of Upgraded Mindsets. And thank y'all so much for tuning in. If you have not, please hit the subscribe button below. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, we are definitely, you know, empowering and elevating our way over here. So I definitely appreciate y'all's support. Um, as y'all know, I am here to bring sometimes raw and uncomfortable conversations. Um, but in order for us to grow individually and as a whole, these conversations are definitely necessary. Um, so I do have a guest with me today and I want to let her introduce herself. Hi, Terry. Hi, Keisha. So good to be here. So I'm an executive coach and I work with people that I call successful, but not satisfied. And what I mean by that is that if you looked at them on paper, you'd say, hey, they've got it made. And then when I talk to them behind closed doors, what we discover, and they already know this, that they are paying a higher price than is than what is necessary for their quote unquote success. And that comes in terms of stress burnout, anxiety, and sometimes even relationship and health problems. Yeah. And I am all about helping people find out how to be successful professionally while also being satisfied and happy personally, because, you know, success without happiness is not success in my mind. Yeah. Oh, and I, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, I went and checked out your website and I was like, yes, I know so many people like this, <laughs> so many people, so many people. Um, you know, and that actually is kind of where I am in a little sense with regards to helping people on the personal side of things to elevate, you know, their entrepreneurial goals. Um, because you know, I do work with women that are wanting to expand their entrepreneurial goals, but because their personal life is just blocked with so much negative clutter, mm -hmm. they can can't move forward with that. So we definitely yeah. share in similarities with regards to our purpose on that. So I am so, so blessed to have you on the show today. So um, we're going to dive right into some things, you know, um, I definitely am all about, you know, encouraging and elevating and empowering us. And sometimes we don't want to hear these conversations, you know, so just sure. kind of kicking off, like, what do you feel is like the most struggle? Like if you could put like a generalization on it, where do you feel like the people struggle at the most when it comes to trying to make those shifts? Well, I think that one of the big things that happens, and this happens probably more so with women than with men, I think is that we think we've got to do it all ourselves. That, um, and we think that like, oh, when, when, um, you know, more challenges come at us that we have to double down, we've got to go faster, we've got to take on more. Mm -hmm. And what happens in that case is that it just exacerbates and accelerates the exhaustion that we're already feeling. And, you know, 
doing more of what hasn't worked up until now is not going to work in the future. And so I I call it zooming in like that, you know, we're, I'm a high achiever, right? Like I, I believe in myself and all of that. And, and I certainly have had those times in my life where I thought, oh, you know, I'm not happy with this. I have to do more. And what I found is like zooming out often is not the answer. Sometimes zooming out and seeing the big picture can help you find like, where can I just like surgically insert some energy to change the whole dynamic? Mm. And that's, you know, if, if we get in the habit of stepping back, taking a beat, looking at the big picture, a lot of times we can get the heart to the heart of what the problem is rather than, you know, working within a dysfunctional system that, you know, the harder we work, the worse it's going to get. Oh my God. Yes. Like that is a mindset that's so, and you know, it's crazy that you said women because I work exclusively with women and that is definitely the mindset. Oh, I I got Mm -hmm. it. I got it. You know, our famous words is I'm good. I'm okay. I can handle it. You know, um, those are like three of the top, you know, things. And it's just because we're programmed to believe that we're supposed to, um, you know, but it's breaking us down. Um, me personally, Mm -hmm. it did exactly that to me in 2020. Um, I was just living a life of just going, 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 doing for everybody else, taking care of Mm -hmm. everything. And the beginning of the pandemic, you know, was just the icing on the cake for me. I was already dealing with other stuff, but I was a master at suppression or so I thought. But, uh, you know, um, the beginning of the pandemic was just the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Um, I I had to take a break, you know, from everything and do exactly what you said. Zoom out. Look at everything as Mm -hmm. uh, an aerial view, you know, um, just coming into and figuring out like, what is it that I am really struggling with that has me to the point where I feel like I'm about to put a straight jacket on and go crazy. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So. It's, it's important. And, you know, it's, I'm glad that you said that, you know, because it's not just on a personal level. It is definitely in the corporate world. I am a full-time entrepreneur now, but um, I'll generally speak about my old job. And I will say that, you know, they definitely led to a lot of stress um, within my job, yeah. within my, you know, this job description, within the expectations, you know, it just seemed like things were never enough. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, it was, it was rough. It was rough for me. Very rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this I mean, I hear this all the time from people. And I think sometimes, uh, whether it's in your personal life, whether it's in your business, whether you're working full time for someone else, it's important to step back and, and question things, even things that we think are like black and white, and that's the rule forever. You know, even things like, you know, maybe you believe that something is expected of you or um you know, you're looking and you're saying, hey, there's just not enough hours in the day to to do this, but yet you're still going to try. Sometimes it's important to step back and say, could I do this differently? Could I get somebody to help me with this? Could I build a system? Could I negotiate for a longer deadline? Like there's, I think it's really important to to look at the things that we assume are the rules. Right. And to to question, is there a way that we could do this differently so that there's a different outcome and hopefully a better outcome that's not like putting you through the meat grinder? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, There's, you know, there 
I don't like system standard. Um, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, you know, you kind of said this. Yeah, I know. You know, um, that is the mindset that I have now. I have a very unapologetic mindset when it comes to how I do things. And although I value criticism, um, constructive criticism, mind you, um, mm -hmm. I definitely value feedback input and I definitely utilize it. Um, but it doesn't define me, meaning that I'm still going to do what I need to do healthily, you know, to take care of what mm -hmm. I've got to take care of and to elevate myself yeah. on a personal level and as a business. Um, you know, I'm not, I used to be ashamed to ask for help. I used to be ashamed yeah. to be like, no, I got this. You know, I, I got yeah. it. No, now, Hey, let me send that email. Let me send a text message. You know, I have a, like a fellow coaches community. We meet weekly and have these type of conversations, you know, um, and that has been such, such a, a great, you know, tool for me to continue yeah. in my journey, you know, cause I ain't trying to go back to corporate America. I'm just going to be honest, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, I have to make sure that I am mentally, you know, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially able to stay out of corporate America. And I'm going to do that, you know, my way, the empowering real talk way. So it, it's really, yeah. Important, yeah. You know, to stay within your purpose. Um, yeah. You know, can I, can I interject something here sure. too? And it's like, this is like right at the heart of what you're talking about is women need to learn to value themselves Talk about it um, yes. because so often the last thing that we think about is ourselves, mm -hmm. but everything that you just talked about is about how do you manage to have the energy, have the focus, have the, the thoughtfulness to do the things that you need to do. And it's, I mean, it's very much like driving your car. Yes. Like if you never take your car in to get gas, if you never take your car in to get the oil changed or get the tires filled up, it's going to break down. And the same thing is going to happen if you don't care for yourself. You're yes. the vehicle of your dreams. Talk about it. Tim. And Talk so you it. have to take care. You've got to take care of yourself. And, you know, sometimes and unfortunately, I think that society has sort of like trained women to think about oh, themselves yeah. last. Absolutely. But, you know, it's within your own control to put yourself first and not in a selfish way, but in yeah. a way that just makes sense. If you care for yourself, you will have the energy to do the things that you want to do. And, you know, for many women, nurturing others is something that's very high on their list of priorities. But if you don't care for yourself, you're not going to have the energy to do that for others. And yeah, you're not going to have energy to like work on your business or whatever it else it is that is your goal. Yep. You are so, you hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, we have been trained to believe that we're last on the totem pole. You yeah. know, we've been trained to believe, you know, even when it comes to, you know, our kids and I, and I, I stress that on a daily um, mm -hmm. to my audience, like it is okay to prioritize you. It is mandatory because how yes. are you giving into anybody else when you mm -hmm. are in, in the gate? You know, yeah. um, and, and I'm not saying to take away from your responsibilities, you know, being a mother, being a wife, being a, right. you know, a, a, a friend or whatever else. But what I'm saying is it's OK to say no 
to some things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not going to break the bank. It's not going to, you know, if it ends your friendship or your family, you know, dynamic, because you said no one time, hey, it wasn't strong in the first place. And you really need right. to evaluate that, you know, um, yeah. somebody that is truly supporting and truly loving of you is going to understand, will it hurt them a little bit? Probably maybe you know, because yeah. they're used to you being the yes man, yeah. you know? So saying no, that one time should not be breaking up a relationship. And if it is, that relationship didn't really have the strength in the first place. And that's, yeah, you don't you have, to, I think it's important to, you know, make sure you're not being used, yes. you know, that, that, um, that, relationship that there's some reciprocity mm -hmm. there right that they're not like okay well you're my best friend as long as you do everything i want you to do but as soon as you have any needs and then i'm going to kick you to the curb or i'm going to i'm going to try to manipulate you to get you to do what i want like if if you're running into that you might have an issue there right mm -hmm. like and it and i'm not saying that it might not be hard to put of boundaries course. in place um, it probably will. And if somebody's used, whether it's your kids, whether it's your, you know, partner, whether it's, you know, somebody that you work with, when you try to put boundaries in place, a lot of times people's first reaction is like, well, you weren't like that yesterday. Uh, you know, let me do, <laughs> let me do it the way I did it yesterday. But like, I always say the first no is the hardest. Yes, it is. You know, like when you say, no, we're not doing that anymore. They're going to be like, what? what? You know, why don't you change back to how you were? But if you say no, you know, yes, I know yesterday I did it that way. We're not doing that, doing it that way anymore going forward because you're, you're creating space for yourself right. so that you, you can care for yourself. So you have time to think so that you can go to sleep so you can eat so you can go to the bathroom right. so that you can decide what you want to do and not be used by other people. And the people that care for you, like maybe it's going to be a little bit of a, um, adjustment period but the people that care for you will eventually accept it mm -hmm. and the people that are rejecting you and bullying you those might be people that you may eventually decide to say you know what this ain't working for me exactly you know and and it might hurt but um you know it's if if that's what the reality is it's important to see it and not be used unconsciously Absolutely. That is so spot on. Um, you know, I've had um, some transformations with regards to, you know, no longer being around people that, you know, I've been around for a long time, mm -hmm. um, you know, with my own shifting and it hurt like hell. You yeah. know, um, and it, and I still carry a little of emotion when it comes to it. But at the same time, I have trained myself to be mindful and understand mm -hmm. that it is for the better of myself. Um, you know, because I've put so by sure. everybody else in front of me for so long, training myself to put me first, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's like going to college for, for life, you know, yeah. full yeah. of hard knocks, you know, it's like really having to unlearn and relearn in a completely different way, you know, but I say it all the time. The journey is necessary for us to make those shifts because it's extending our life, you know, our quality yeah. of life, you know, yeah. it's Sending, you know, you're going to want to do different things. You're going to pick up new habits, you know, things that aren't negative in nature. Yeah. Um, I've done all of that, you know, and, and I am a walking testimony. And that's why my purpose of empowering and inspiring women to do the same 
is so important because I am that walking testimony of making those transformational shifts. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm human. So them be sure. them days, you know, but yeah. at the end of the day, um, I know that where I'm headed is exactly where I'm supposed to be in my journey. So I have no regrets and no, you know, no hesitations at this point now. Mm-hmm. I completely trust my process and I'm thankful of that. Yeah, that's so good. I, I you know, there's a, a saying that came to mind when you were talking uh, that relates to this. And it's that we teach people how to treat us. There you go. You know, and so when we put up with things, people say, oh, she's going to put up with that. All right. Yeah. I'll treat her that way. I'm telling but you. If we, if we put the boundary up and we're like, uh-uh, you're not passing through that gate, people will be like, oh, okay, I better stop here. I better right. not go there. Right. And it, like I said, it's the first no is the hardest. But, you know, once you put that boundary in place and you enforce it with people, they'll start to be like, oh, maybe I can't get away with that with her anymore. And, you know, to your point, we're all human. And sometimes, you know, maybe we learn a lesson with somebody that we thought we could trust. It's okay to to go back. Like, doesn't matter if yesterday you said yes. If you want to say no today, that is up to you. And it's your prerogative. Ooh, yes, indeed. It's okay. If you said no yesterday and you want to say yes today, flip it up. But as yeah. long as you're staying mindful of your own mental well-being, then you have at it. You know, yeah. you definitely have at that. So I, I definitely respect that um so much. Um now, you know, and I definitely, you know, read it looked on your website and you've got over 30 years in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like just, you know, um kind of talk a little bit about like what made you even get started on the path and where you are today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am a first generation college graduate. My dad was in a union, you know, when I was growing up and but my parents kind of put me on a different path. I went to college. I eventually went back and got an MBA. And I kind of set my sights on being successful in the corporate world. But one of the things that I realized once I got into the corporate world was that there's a whole new set of rules. It's different than school. Like I was good at school. And so I figured, oh, I'll just do what I did at school and I'll be successful in the workplace. And what I found, I'm looking around and I'm seeing like, that guy doesn't seem to be doing much, but he just got promoted. And, you know, you just see all these weird things happening around you. And so I kind of wanted to learn more about how you become successful in the workplace. And um, I honestly, I'll tell you, it confused me for a long time, but I did a lot of reading. Um, I learned a lot of lessons the hard way. I was lucky along the way to have some mentors that sort of took me aside and started pointing out what was going on around me. And as I was learning these lessons and it was helping me to move up, I really wanted to help other people. And I, I was a marketer. I worked in marketing mostly for two big banks. That was like the bulk of my career. But I got to a certain point where at my last job, I'd been there for 12 years and I looked around the company and I was like, okay, I'm tired of the job I'm in. I'm looking around. I don't see anything else I want to do here. So I kind of asked myself, what's next, right? Like, and so I, I uh, took some advice I got earlier in my career where I looked at myself and I said, well, what am I good at and what do I like to do? And as a marketing leader, I always did a lot of coaching and mentoring, like I said earlier, and I really loved doing it. It just felt right to help other people. And I saw that other people, you know, they were coming and saying, oh, my gosh, that's helpful that, you know, I don't feel as, you know, 
unconfident. I, I am moving up in my career, et cetera. So I decided to make a big pivot in my career. And I went and got a, you know, certified as a coach. And in 2017, I hung up my shingle as a executive and career coach. So I help people who are working currently who, you know, maybe they're running into some obstacles, they want things to be easier. Um, I'll work with them on developing the skills that they need, developing the confidence that they need to be more effective at work. And I also will work with people that have decided that they want to do something different, or maybe they've been laid off and they're, they're looking for a job. I'll work with them on the whole job transition, you know, looking for that next job. Um, but really, you know, what I said at the beginning, I am all about, you know, not only helping people be successful, but happy at work because life's just way too short to grind it out and be miserable just to, you know, get a paycheck. It's not, it's just, that's all what life is about. It is not. And, and, and that is one thing um, that I feel like is relevant with our conversation today, because a lot of people will try to say success and happiness is one and the same. And it's not, it is actually completely separate, you know? Yeah. So when I read, you know, your analogy on it, it was like, yes, Terry, yes. Because yeah. it is facts. Um, you know, you could be making six figure income comfortably living comfortably, but like, mm -hmm. if you're not happy, you're not going to be able to reap the benefits of that. You're not going to be able yeah. to, you know, enjoy the fruits of your labor, you know? Um, so I think yeah. it's important that, we do specify the differences and talk about them often, you know, yeah. um, like success, you know, define success. What yeah. is success in it's your different life? for everybody? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, and it's like, you know, really be mindful and understand that that can change. You know, if you mm -hmm. feel like it's this way this year, next year, it could be totally different, you know, yeah. happiness the same way, you know, but it's just as long as you are taking the steps necessary to find your happiness, because I truly feel like the happiness has to come first. Um, the happiness has to be first in order for your success to be worth it, you know, because you mm -hmm. can be successful on paper, but mentally you crying at home every night across your bed. I see so, it all the time. That I was actually my next question. Like, how often do you see that? And especially with, you know, the pandemic and stuff, you know, yeah. how have you really like been seeing that over these last couple of years? Yeah. I mean, I've seen it. I've, it's been interesting. I've seen like a lot of different versions mm -hmm. of this. I've seen the people that, you know, I've worked with somebody a few years ago who, when he went to college, he didn't know what he wanted to study. And his dad said, oh, why don't you study accounting? Well, he's smart. So he, you know, got an accounting degree. He got out and got a, a job with a big accounting firm. He was doing really well. Mm -hmm. He was moving up, getting raises. He hated it. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that can be a big trap for people yes. where they're actually, you know, there's a lot of smart people out there that are good at things that they don't like to do. And I worked with him to sort of pivot. He ended up getting a job at a smaller accounting firm where he had, um, he didn't have to travel so much. He had uh, a much broader array of things that he did. He was like developing junior people. He was working on business development. He was starting a new uh, specialty practice within it. So he had like, he was a kind of a creative guy and he had, um, you know, more variety than just being pigeonholed into what he was doing at his old firm. Um, but I've also seen people that ap actually love what they do, but they just are always running into obstacles 
and that they don't know how to deal with at work. And so sometimes in those situations, it's about, okay, well, maybe you need to learn some new skills and maybe the confidence to use those skills so that, for example, you're not letting somebody from the other department dump work on you, that you're getting clarity around expectations and you're building your influence within the organization so that people know what you do and they think highly of you and they trust you to do the work. Um, but it, I mean, there's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Baskin Robbins, 31 flavors, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's 31, you know, 31 million flavors yeah. of success and happiness. It's just different for different people. But, you know, when I work with them, we sort of like delve into, okay, well, if this was different, would that make a difference for what mm -hmm. you're experiencing? And then once we can like target in on what the issue is, and then we can work on it. Right. And sometimes, honestly, sometimes it's that this place is toxic. Yeah. Ooh, you know, yes. I've been putting it up, putting up with it for a long time. And now I've opened my eyes to the fact that nothing's going to change here. I need to get out. Right. Yeah. I don't want to be that frog in the boiling water. There you go. You know? Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, I, I know um, that that has been like a real big thing for a lot of people, um, you know, from working from home, you know, going yeah. back into, you know, yes. the work field and, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. It's just kind of like, you know, uh, I don't know if I want to do this. You know, it, it's yeah. really important that, you know, we that people, you know, come into that. And I'm glad that mm -hmm. people are really like stepping out and figuring themselves out, yeah. you know, um, following their values. I am so yeah. big on values nowadays that it's not even funny. Um, I am so big on values as far as living on our own values, um, even mm -hmm. though you might have grown up thinking that you had to do this, you know. Um, you might not feel like that. That's what you got to do now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just like, be okay with, you know, even though you mm -hmm. had it for 40 years, this 41st year, you're like, you know what? I don't like that no more. That's not what is aligning with me anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, step into your confidence with that, you know? So I yeah. love that I am seeing that, you know, um, I'm seeing a lot of people, you know, catching backlash from it, but at the same time, I'm proud of them. I'm proud you of know. them for, you know, stepping out into that. So. Yeah, you know, I, as you were talking, and you asked this at the beginning of your, mm -hmm. your uh, prior question, but one of the things that's happened a lot, I mean, in the last two and a half, almost three years now of the pandemic, you know, I think in the beginning, people thought like, okay, well, we're just going to buckle down, we're going to get stuff done, you know, companies weren't filling roles, because there was so much uncertainty. And what's happened with a lot of organizations is that people have left, they haven't filled the roles. The people that are left are just trying to keep the lights on, right? They're just working super long hours. And I am, you know, I have a book called Winning the Game of Work. And I, I talk about this in the book too, that, you know, sometimes it's okay to burn the midnight oil. Like, for example, like I used to, in marketing, we used to do a lot of events at my old company. And like, if the event is tomorrow and we still have stuff to do, we're going to be staying up late and working late to get everything done because it's do or die tomorrow. Right. Mm -hmm. But if that becomes, you know, it's one thing if you got a deadline, right. But if that becomes the way that everything is dealt with, like that you are always under the gun and you never get a break and you're always working 60, 70 hours a week, 
something needs to be renegotiated. And I think that a lot of times people think that their boss understands everything that's on their plate. And a lot of times they don't. I mean, I can tell you as when I was a boss, sometimes like people come into my office and they'd be like, oh, I'm so burnt out. Like I, I worked all weekend on this thing. I took my laptop home. And I was like, well, why are you doing that? Like, I didn't tell you to do that. Right. You know, I had no idea that the amount of work that you had couldn't be done in a week. Yeah. Right. So like, I need to know that so I can go to my boss and try to get either, you know, push the deadlines out, mm-hmm. get more people to help us. But you know, it's important to start looking and, and realizing like you're only human. There's yeah. only so many hours in the day. Uh, it actually isn't good for the company if you push yourself to the point of a nervous breakdown or, you know, burnout where you're just, you come in one day and just say, I'm quitting. Yeah. Um, it's better to let them know what's going on and to maybe build a business case if you can for why things need to change. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to take at least the initiative, you know, to do it because, you know, that's, that is one thing that, you know, we won't know if we don't at least take it. You don't ask, right? You got to advocate for it. You know, you've got to advocate for yourself, you know, to allow, and I love that you, you know, say that, you know, you're going to take it to the next person up like, Hey, you know, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm, this is the feedback that I'm getting. You know, we've got to come up with some type of, you know, resolution for that. And I think right. that's dope. You know, I, I know that there are not all bosses aren't like that. And we know that. But you still have to make the attempt. You know, um, the attempt still has to be made. Yeah. You know, put, put your boss to the test. Make your boss do their work. Right. Too now, you know, right. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the thing is that I know that a lot of times people don't act be, because they're fearful. Yeah. They're fearful that they're going to get criticized. They're fearful that. You know, their boss thinks that they should be able to get that done. And if they open up the door and they're like, hey, I can't get this done, that the boss is going to think less of them or whatever. But it's really important to stand with yourself, Mm -hmm. like be there, be your best friend, your best advocate, believe in yourself. Like if you're coming in and you really are doing your best work and you still can't make it it's time to get somebody else involved, right? Like do not kill yourself for work, you know? And, and if the expectation is that you do that, I would recommend that you start carving out some time to look for another job. Absolutely. Um, And don't allow, you know, them trying to use you at that level to drain all of your confidence out. Cause my guess is that everybody who's listening to this has value, you would be able to do a good job someplace that might be different from where you are right now. And if you give 110% to the point that you're there's nothing left, you will not you'll lose confidence in yourself, you will not have the energy to go out and find that best job that next job. And then who knows, maybe you will get fired. Yeah, right. And you don't want that, like keep some in reserve for yourself. Um, so that you can, you know, be the captain of your own destiny. Yeah, I totally, totally feel that. Um, that is one thing that I, it's just important. Um, and if, if you're not able to, you know, be your, 
best self. You know, if you're not able mm -hmm. to, you know, walk in your truth when you walk through the doors of any corporation, um, the times are no longer that we have to suppress who we are. You know, we oh. are breaking free from that. We're coming out of that. We're living, you know, um, and, you know, some corporations are having to, you know, make those adjustments, those generational, you know, adjustments. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, I literally was at a conference this a couple of days ago and it literally spanned out the five generations, you know, and the mm -hmm. differences between them. So it was yeah. like, Oh, when I tell you, I got so much value yeah. out of that. It put so many things in different perspectives for me, sure. you know, as a coach and even just as an individual and as a woman, you know, mm -hmm. so it, it was like, okay, you know, like, Hey, all right, I got this now, you know? Yeah. So, um, it's just, you know, important that we just, you know, continue to walk in ourselves, continue to, you know, build our inner confidence so we can speak when something is bothering us, when something mm -hmm. is, you know, tugging at us a little bit and, and it's bothering us to where it's affecting our mental well-being because we've, we've got to have our mental well-being intact in these times, like, it's just got to be in these times, yeah. you know, things yeah. are happening right now and we've got to make sure us as individuals are together. Um, yeah. you know, so um, closing out, you know, um, kind of give the audience a little bit of, you know, maybe motivation or anything that's kind of, mm -hmm. you know, helping them to, you know, keep that balance between the success and the happiness and, you know, what, yeah. what well, if, if I could leave your listeners with, one last word, it would be to value yourself. You are here on earth for your own unique purpose. Now, other people might try to judge you, but they don't know what your purpose is. Only you can figure out what that purpose is. So I would encourage you to, you know, sit with yourself figure out why you're here and then have the courage to go out and make it happen. And it, you know, I'm not saying go out and quit your job tomorrow, but I'm saying, you know, have confidence that you're here for a reason and figure out what that is and then go do it. I love it. That is so, 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 so good words to end on. I appreciate you <laughs> so much for being here, Terry. I know that, you know, the listeners are definitely going to get some insight. Um, You know, as an entrepreneur, I want to, you know, make sure that the platform is expanded for, you know, both because everybody is not an entrepreneur, but I want everyone to stay mindful of their mental well-being and, you know, anyone that can give, you know, expertise and insight and value on that, I'm definitely all for. So I so appreciate you being here today. Thanks for having me, Keisha. It was my pleasure. No problem. Y'all know the drill. Follow your girl on all social media platforms at Coach K-A-Y-W-D-S. I'm going to leave y'all with the words of stay dope, stay focused, stay motivated, stay empowered, baby. And I'll talk to y'all soon. Deuces.